This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We are so lucky to have today on our show the president of the Broadway League, Charlotte St. Martin, and she's here to talk to us about what's going on in Broadway and the future of Broadway, and we're hoping it's brighter than than it might be. (laughs) Anyway, hello, Charlotte. Welcome to our show. Thank you, Barbara and America. It's great to be with you. So I was really interested in what you said about one in four plays are successful. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to run a Broadway play? You know, you were mentioning all the industry that's related to it. And can you give us a little bit about the back, you know, the back scenes of Broadway? What happens? It sounds like you know a lot about that. Well, certainly not enough to produce my own show, but (laughs) my members, my members are the producers and the theater owners. And after having been there 14 years and living through the negotiations, all that they lived through, I can tell you that Mm. uh, it's not anything like you would think. I mean, before I joined the league, I thought of Broadway as this giant brand with these major corporations Mm. that were investing in these shows. Well, Broadway's mostly made up of small entrepreneurial Mm. businesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, you certainly have Disney, you have Schubert, you have Neuterlander, but, you know, we have 450 producers that are what we call full members that produce on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And their offices may be three to six people, Mm -hmm. and they will spend three to 10 years getting the rights, getting the money, hiring the uh, all of the creatives, the director, the choreographer, the set designer, the uh, the costume designers, the writer, the the orchestrators, and that takes years. And then it takes a while to then go into the workshop and the production of the show and the dress rehearsals. So mm. it's an average of five to six years. For most of the shows, not so much for a one person show like what the Constitution means to me that was on last season. But for your traditional play and -hmm. traditional musical, it's, you know, it's a great deal of uh, work, detail. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what makes it the vibrant organization's that we are and that the shows are because there's so many, so many people who make up a show. I once saw that there was a two person show and 350 people had worked to put that show. Wow. Together. Mm-hmm. And that's a two person show. <laughs> right. I think this is interesting. The reason I'm asking this to follow up on this Charlotte and also Barbara is it, you know, it, strikes me as potentially an interesting dynamic because I, I was thinking about the question, uh, you know, how does Broadway market itself to people? And you know, this is a show marketing matters. And, and I was thinking about, you know, are there different ways to try to create excitement and energy for that, that younger Broadway goer uh, compared to, you know, the perhaps slightly older Broadway goer, or is it kind of just all done kind of you know, the same way, you know, would, would a younger Broadway goer be, you know, maybe you, maybe you reach him or her through social media and other kinds of channels that are quite like different. By show, I would imagine. A little. Yeah. Different shows. Maybe speak a little bit about that, Charlotte, with respect to how different messages go out to different types of Broadway goers. Oh, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I, 
I, as a marketer by trade many years ago, I would say to you that there was a time when it was basically newspaper and television advertising and the shotgun approach with direct mail. And today I feel so, I have so much compassion for the marketers of our shows because they have to do it all, you know, because you've still got 15 to 20 percent of the audience that wants to see television ads and newspaper ads. And you've got another 40% that only get their information through social media. And then everybody else gets the <laughs> smattering of all of it. At least uh, I think one of the best and worst things to happen to Broadway mm. is social media. Mm. It did level the playing field for people who don't have unlimited marketing budgets. Mm -hmm. If they came up with a creative idea, they could reach a lot of people in a much more reasonable fashion. Mm -hmm. But as we all know, the social media generation tends to be soundbite driven mm -hmm. and they don't get into more of what makes Broadway tick. Mm -hmm. But Broadway doing, was doing extraordinarily well. Mm -hmm. So they must be doing something right in our last season. Mm -hmm. We filled 94% of our seats. You're kidding. Annual. That's outrageous. That's 94% on an the annual basis. are typically not that cheap. I mean, that's part of the reason the audience might skew a little older. They're kind of expensive, some of those. Tickets. Well, Barbara, I'm going to defunct that. Thought. Okay. <laughs> okay. 5% of our tickets are premium, and they are the tickets that are 175 up to whatever the going, the highest premium price is from an official source, which I think was about 800 for Hamilton when it first opened. Mm -hmm. But that's 5% of our tickets. On any given year, when you break it down, 50% of the average ticket prices is under $100. Mm -hmm. Wow. 75% is under $125. Well, that's like going to a baseball game, a basketball right. game, uh, and any other form of live entertainment. It's yeah. just the press loves to talk about And I understand if you want, you know, 10th row that's right. Bar, if, yeah. to the hottest show, you're going to pay for that. It's yeah. supply and, and Bar, demand. Let me ask this question, Charlotte, because it's, it's building on what Barbara's saying, right? So, you know, you have a traditional model of how, uh, how Broadway shows work. Have you seen any kind of uh, newer approaches, let's say, that caught your attention? Well, I think it will change, but it will change slowly. I mean, you've seen a Hamilton movie, you've seen an Aladdin movie, you've seen Newsies movies, mm -hmm. but you don't see many of them. Mm -hmm. And you see them by companies that can afford mm. to do it in many different ways. Unfortunately, as I said, most of the Broadway shows are small businesses who are putting their dream projects together. I think over time, and as union rules change that allow people to do more than one thing, you'll begin to see change. Oh, that, yeah, the union makes it. So is everything on Broadway is unionized? There are no Broadway theaters that aren't unionized? None. Every job. Mm. Every single job mm. on Broadway is union. We have 17 union contracts. Even jobs that in normal business, mm. 
mm. like your PR and communications mm-hmm. who work for the employer are unionized on Broadway. Wow. It's wow. it's a long time um, it's a long time tradition. Charlotte, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if people want to hear more about Broadway and more about you, where can they go to find more out about that? You can go to broadway.org and you'll find it. Broadway.com is another location. It's uh, We've got lots of information about Broadway. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.